At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. We're live from NBA Summer League alongside Amal Shaw, co-host of Odds On during the week from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern. NBA Summer League. All right, we're back. Yeah. Hey, you know, when you do live remotes, um, all you were, we were talking over the break, you did Texas Rangers uh, pre and post for a long time. When you do remotes, it's always great to be out with the people, but the elements sometimes, you know, you have a little hiccup here and there. It's okay. No question about it, but Elliot and uh, Ken getting us back on track here, and we're going to go to a subject that you and I love very oh, much, yeah. which is college football. And we're about, what, five and a half, six, oh, six weeks. Six weeks, weeks from, from today, today right? yeah. Amal, you'll be sweating out Hawaii and Vanderbilt. Uh, late night action uh, in week zero, but uh, it's seven weeks away from, you know, in my opinion, now we're biased. We love college football. That's uh, you and I, our favorite sport, and basketball for, for the two of us. But Labor Day weekend, you know, one thing that I do love, is that the N the NFL? Look, they could take over any weekend of any sure. any year, uh, uh, any day of the calendar. But they leave Labor Day weekend to college football. They, they do, but I also think that the people that follow you follow Notre Dame closely. Yeah. I follow Ohio State, and you know, I think the people that follow certain programs and certain conferences are going to be loyal to that sport. I think the people that follow uh, the NFL more so than they do college are people that may not have an allegiance or an affi affinity for a particular school. And whereas the NFL, you bring in a lot broader base, especially in the Northeast. When you think about in the NFC East, you grew up in Washington. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if you're a Commanders fan or not, but yeah. uh, when you look at it, you got Philly, you got the, you got the Giants, the Cowboys. I mean. You don't have, and obviously the Patriots have finally been good the last couple of decades, but you don't have any true great elite college teams in those areas. Yeah. So I think those markets always, people gravitate towards um, the NFL, Buffalo as well, Cleveland, obviously you got Ohio State, but still, um, you know, it, it just depends, I guess, where you are in terms of your affinity for the collegiate game. Well, let's get to something. It's called Amal's A-List, and we're talking some college football 
offenses. And uh, I would give you some grief because it's your squad and your alma mater, but I can't because Ohio State's offense is absolutely spectacular. There's really very few holes to poke in. Floor is yours, sir. Let's start with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Over under on win total as at 10.5. Super juice to the over. Uh, second betting favor to win the national title. The Ohio State Buckeyes offense. Mr. Shaw. Yeah, remember last year, they're number one in total offense and number one in scoring offense. And they lose, obviously, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, both first-round picks to the Jets and Saints, respectively. But to me, Tim, that's the one position they could have the drop-off at because yeah. they've got Jackson Smith and Jigba back, Marvin Harrison Jr. from the Philadelphia area, and then, of course, Emeka Egbuka, the number one recruit a couple of years ago from Steelacoom, Washington. They've also got a guy in Julian Fleming who was the number one overall player coming out of Pennsylvania who's been injured. So I don't think there's going to be a drop-off. You look at Trey Henderson in the tailback position. Offensive line is great. I think this team should be fine offensively. You know, I, I, I want to discuss this team a little bit uh, more in depth. So CJ Stroud is, is a betting favorite at BetMGM to win the Heisman Trophy sitting at two to one. Uh, he at one point heading into the Michigan game was odds on favor to win the Heisman Trophy and then Michigan wins that game and uh, Bryce Young is able to jump him uh, to ultimately win it. Jackson Smith and Jigba to win the Heisman Trophy, I think is a fascinating discussion. And I wouldn't have said so if De uh, Devontae Smith didn't win it a couple years ago. But I think Jackson Smith and Jigba now, look, as you mentioned, they have Hart Harrison Jr., they have Fleming, they have a ton of weapons, they have Travion Henderson in the backfield. So the, it's, a, it's an embarrassment of riches there for Ohio State and Ryan Day to run this offense. But I think Jackson Smith and Jigba has an opportunity, especially if you're looking for that long shot, so to speak. If he's in that 20 to one range, I think he's He's kind of worth the flyer because look at his Rose Bowl, 300 plus yards. And I'm telling you right now, he is going to absolutely torture Notre Dame in a high, high profile game week one. Those odds are going to be gone, in my opinion, after that week one game. So what do you think about Smith and Jigba as a dark horse to win Heisman? I, I hear what you're saying, but uh, to me, I, I would not take Jackson Smith and Jigba, and here's why. Okay. Uh, you can get him at 30 to one, as high as 30 to one. Devontae Smith returned punts. And they had him on jet sweeps and other things. Now, Smith and Jigba, they won't use as much. They use Garrett Wilson in that particular uh, role. The other thing is uh, you've got so many other guys with him. I think Trey Henderson's going to have a huge year for them. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Mayan Williams also had outstanding tailback for the Buckeyes. That's why I wouldn't take Smith and Jigba because it's going to be predicated upon C.J. Stroud getting you the football. And generally speaking, we see the quarterbacks get a lot more credit uh, than the receivers. And I, I like the comparison with Devontae Smith, but think back, Tim. you got to go back to your school, Notre Dame, in terms of when the last Tim time Brown. That, yeah, you had a wide receiver that was that dominant the way Devontae Smith was. So. To me, I would not look at okay. Smith and Jigba. I mean, I, I get where people potentially would, but for a receiver, here's the problem. You could have, you know, five straight 200-yard games, then all of a sudden you wind up with a game with 47 yards and your team's just grinding somebody out on the ground. The other problem Ohio State's going to have from a Heisman standpoint, especially for Smith and Jigba, is they're going to play uh, four to five games that they're competitive. Mm -hmm. The other seven games to eight games, they're going to be beating the brakes off of people. And Smith and Jigba won't necessarily be playing a ton in the second half where you can pile up stats. I think a quarterback, it's so much easier. You throw a quick screen to Travion Henderson like against Minnesota, and he takes it 75 yards. CJ gets credit for a 75-yard touchdown pass. Right. So from that standpoint, I would not look at Smith and Jigba. One final thought on Ohio State. I looked it up, and I was surprised how low the juice was for Ohio State over 10.5 wins at BetMGM. It's minus 175, and you might be sitting there, well, am I really going to invest and, and wait that long? I understand that discussion, but I look at this schedule, and as you mentioned, there's going to be a couple competitive games, but Notre Dame is at home. They're a two-touchdown favorite. Yeah. As a Notre Dame fan, look, I love the, pro the, the, the trajectory of this program, but they're not going to beat Ohio State week one. They get Wisconsin at home. They get Michigan State on the road. Michigan State, though, loses Kenneth Walker. Penn State on the road will probably be the shortest line of the year, maybe single digits there, and I just don't see a way... And I know Michigan State is very, ta Michigan's very talented, but after last year, you get them at the shoe. Come on now. So where's the two losses? Could you see Ohio State stubbing their toe? Yeah, but I just don't see two losses on that schedule, Maul. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And look at it this way. Ohio State doesn't leave the horseshoe until October 8th when they go to East Lansing. They, you mentioned Walker. They lose, they lose, lose Naylor at the wide receiver position. They lose uh, four offensive linemen. I just don't like this Michigan State team. Penn State always a challenger, but even if you were to drop that game, they can still navigate the rest of the schedule and get through and play Michigan on November 26th. And let me tell you right now, 
Jim Knowles was brought in simply because of the Michigan game. Yeah. Uh, we see Justin Fry, the UCLA former offensive line coach now at Ohio State. So from that standpoint, I think the Buckeyes should have a dominant year. You know, people always, one of the terms that I think it's overused sometimes is the term value. And, you know, people say, oh, it's value. Well, listen, you can play the lottery. You can play the Powerball. It's got value if you win. <laughs> the reality is the objective is to win the bet. Yep. And I'm with you. I, I don't see the Buckeyes having two losses. Ryan Day's 34-4 and four in his time at Ohio State in three years. And once again, the majority of the spots that I've looked, and that's what's held me back, I've seen, you know, minus 220, minus right. 240. BetMGM, look at it right now on my app here, minus 175. That's the best I've seen on the over 10.5 wins. And, and like I said, could they lose to Penn State? Yeah, it's possible they're, sure. you know, eight, nine point favorite in the look ahead lines. But I don't see where else they're falling. And, you know, so you're in good shape. All right, let's continue your the Amal A-list on Alabama. My goodness, uh, an embarrassment of riches. And they went out and worked that transfer portal uh, ridiculously. We'll just stick with the offense. Jermaine Burton comes in from Georgia. Uh, Tyler Harrell, speedster, elite speed from Louisville. Uh, I know Georgia Tech is a dumpster fire of a program, but they had Jameer Gibbs, who's a beast. And then they go and get Tyler Steen, who's a, you know, a, a, an all-SEC performer at left tackle from Vanderbilt. So looking at Alabama's offense, oh, by the way, they have the Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young coming back, so that's okay. Uh, talk us through Alabama's offense. So Jermaine Burton's probably the best returning player Georgia had coming into the season on the offensive side of the ball. Keely Ringo overall, in my opinion, for UGA. But now he transfers to Alabama. You mentioned it with Gibbs on that offense. He's an elite running back people are just unfamiliar with because Georgia Tech has been absolutely irrelevant Terrible. in college football for the last you know, half a decade plus. Uh, and then, of course, Harold, to me, coming in is outstanding. I think in the slot, he is going to be so tough with Bryce Young's accuracy. Now, he's a guy... That I, I'm telling you, Tim, you want if there's an opportunity somewhere to bet a Bolitnikoff Award winner, he's a guy nobody will talk about, but I think he's going to put up Tyler huge. Harrell. Yes, I think he's going to put up huge numbers. You mentioned Steen coming in at left tackle. That allows J.C. Latham, the big-time recruiter out of IMG Academy, to play on the right side for Alabama. Gives him another year before he needs to move over to the left side. The one question mark, and this is the only concern I have with Alabama right now coming into the season, is how effective is the offensive line? If they are fine on the offensive line and play and perform the way you expect Alabama to do, I think they'll be just fine. You look at the tailback room there, you mentioned Gibbs, Jace McClellan, Trace Sanders. I'm not a big fan of Trace Sanders, but McClellan's another stud. Uh, this team is deep. They're going to be just fine. Uh, Roydell Williams also, you know, when Roydell Williams your fourth string guy, you're in pretty good shape there. So I think the Crimson Tide will be fine. And, and make no mistake about it, if Bryce Young got hurt, I'm telling you right now, Jalen Milrow is going to be a dude. This guy can flat out play. Alabama's not skipping a beat offensively. If you're going to get to the Crimson Tide, you got to hope that this offensive line is not uh, as functional or as effective as we're used to seeing. But Nick Saban's got, in my opinion, I don't know if they're going to be better than a, those couple of teams when they had Waddle, uh, Ruggs, uh, and all those guys offensively. But defensively, we'll get into that in the next yeah. segment, but I, I still think they're going to be an elite football team. Yeah, just to put things into perspective about Tyler Harrell, who once again may not be a name you're all that familiar with, he averaged 29.1 yards per reception. He had 18 catches last year for 523 yards and six touchdowns. A third of his receptions went for six. He's explosive. They're, they opened the season, I'm sorry, in the second week against Texas. Texas. But better, Texas better have a towel in their corner to throw it in. <laughs> what, Quinn Ewers? You're not buying in on uh, Quinn Ewers? Maybe there? next year, but not in Alabama week, against Alabama week two. Amal's going to give out more A's. We'll talk about that on the other side here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Live from Summer League at Thomas and Mac here in Las Vegas, alongside Amal Shaw, co-host of Odds On. I am Tim Murray, co-host of the Nightcap during the weekday lineup here on VSIN. Two big-time college football enthusiasts. Six weeks away from week zero, where there's a smattering of games. Uh, I know Amal's fired up. He might actually be going to Dublin to watch Northwestern against Nebraska. Uh, and then week seven kicks off with some really top-notch games. Notre Dame, Ohio State uh, is, uh, is the biggest of them, which may not be the most competitive of them as a Notre Dame fan. I'm a realist, you know? It, it's the funny thing is you came up to me, Amal, a couple weeks ago. I stepped out of the, the studio at Circa, and you're like, what do you think about week one? I'm like, you guys are going to smoke us. <laughs> so I'm realistic about it, maybe a little pessimistic at times. But speaking of, of my allegiances to Notre Dame, Amal being an Ohio State guy, Ohio State alum, the arch rival of the Irish is USC, and worst case scenario happened. Clay Helton that got fired. God, he had been beautiful for Notre Dame fans for many, many years. And then they go out and get Lincoln Riley. And Lincoln Riley has been very, very busy in the transfer portal. And they, Amal, are on your A-list for college football offenses. They get the Blitnikoff winner in Jordan Addison. They get Caleb Williams. They get Travis Dye. They get Mario Williams. They are bringing in a plethora of of offensive skill into Los Angeles. So what are you taking away and what are your expectations of USC? Well, if USC can gel together and the offensive line can kind of develop a little bit of toughness, this is the one thing I'm concerned with with the Trojans. And I talked to somebody who covers college football at ESPN and they were uh, at USC during uh, spring practice and they said, the offensive line's got some concerns and some question marks there. Yep. But other than that, remember, Bobby Haskins comes in. He's a transfer. He's going to compete to play at left tackle. Was at Auburn. This is the... You're going to need a program when you go to the first USC home game of the year because you've got Jordan Addison coming in from Pitt. Mario Williams from Oklahoma, I think, is going to be outstanding. Uh, Brendan Rice transfers in from Colorado. Caleb Williams, of course, the quarterback there who was tremendous at times for Oklahoma. I'm not as high on Caleb Williams as everybody else's. i got to see it for a longer duration before I jump on the bandwagon there. And I thought the most underheralded transfer in, Tim, was Travis Dye coming in from the Oregon Ducks. Bruiser. Mr. No Gloves runs between the tackles. Looks like he couldn't knock over a, a feather. But this guy is tough as nails. I mean, really does a great job there. You know, this is going to be an interesting program to keep an eye on. Also, you get Austin Jones transferring in from Stanford. So, I mean, they've really gone on the portal. They've went out and got some guys. And it'll be interesting to see how quickly they adapt and adjust. I think they're going to be an elite offensive team, the best offensive team in the Pac-12. But I don't think they're going to win the league this year. I think it's going to be the Utah Utes who host USC, who should be undefeated going into that game in Rice Eccles on October 15th. Should be a lot of fun to see. But I think the Trojans offense should be flying high. Season win total, Tim, at 9.5. They close out with your Fighting Irish on November 26th. I'll tell you right now, I believe Notre Dame will win that game, but it remains to be seen what happens when we get to that point. Yeah, and, and I think that nine and a half is a really interesting number because it's it, this is a four-win football team now, as you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, they brought in loads and loads of talent. And I, I've mentioned this a number of times on, on the nightcap. Uh, Brad Powers was on 
uh, I think he was on one of the shows on the network regardless, and I thought his line was tremendous, which is USC is the most improved team in the country, but they might be the most overrated team in the country. I mean, seeing them in some preseason, pre, uh, you know, top fives, I'm like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. They're, they're exciting. Certainly down the road, USC has the potential to win some national championships with the talent that it seems Lincoln Riley, the momentum they've got there. I'm very curious, and I'm with you. I think Utah going to Rice-Eccles, it's going to no doubt be a night game there. Maybe the weather plays a factor. You know, I made a bet last night with Sean King that Utah would win that game against USC. He's high on USC, maybe not as high on Utah. Uh, but nine and a half is a curious number for me, and it's actually juiced to the over. So you could play it at BetMGM at even money, maybe find some spots that are plus money to the under on nine and a half. Do you think this USC team, with the questions they have, I think on both sides in the trenches, yeah, that's exactly. Can they? I, I just I, I can envision them finding a spot, whether it be on the road at Oregon State and Corvallis, or you know, I guess the question I have too is. That's how, that, that schedule outside of Notre Dame and Utah isn't the most daunting schedule that's ever exactly. created. Yeah, that, That's where I think the, the advantage comes in. Now, remember, they've got to play UCLA uh, at UCLA. Not the big of a deal from a travel standpoint. They do have one additional day. They played Colorado on the Friday the previous week before they take on the Bruins. UCLA's played them extremely tough even when they've had inferior rosters against USC. So something to pay attention to there. I think it's going to be the Utah game, the UCLA game, and the Notre Dame in which this thing comes down to. Yeah. I look in the rest of the Pac-12, Tim, I just don't see really any legitimate challengers. They have Stanford up at the farm in the second week of the season. Stanford's not a good football team right now. Jeff Tedford's team comes down uh, to USC on September 17th. You mentioned the game up in Corvallis on September 24th against Oregon State. Jonathan Smith did a tremendous job, but no Jamar Jefferson back at the tailback position. That's a huge blow for this team. Uh, obviously, Chance Nolan back under center for them, so we'll see what they're able to do, but to me, ASU's not that good. Jaden Delora transfers from Washington State to Arizona, I, I, Cal, Arizona, Colorado, the, those are going to be cakewalks. Those are going to be opportunities for you to get ready and get guys healthy yeah. when you get ready to take on UCLA and Notre Dame. Yeah, if Wazoo was in like a, a trap spot with, with the excitement around Cam Ward, the transfer coming in from Incarnate Word, you know, maybe, but yeah, I think the schedule really makes up for USC to, to be in a, a, a great spot. And remember, you know, this year they've gone away from conferences, so as the two top teams, so a really good chance that we see USC-Utah Part 2 here in Las Vegas in early December. That'll be a great game. That will be a sellout because you're bringing a lot of Trojan fans with the Revival, and then, of course, uh, Utah. They always get great support here in Las Vegas from the Ute fans. But to me, i got to tell you, everyone's excited about the Lincoln-Riley hire, and it's great from an offensive standpoint. I'm going to tell you right now, the Oklahoma Sooners won this trade. Brent really? Venables coming in. Oh, absolutely no question in my mind. Uh, Venables, to me, if you look at what Dabo Sweeney's record at Clemson was before Brent Venables got there and after, it's Venables that's the difference maker. Defensively, I think he's as good of a defensive coach as there is in the country. Just was not a particular guy that interviews well. I don't know if you saw him at Big 12 Media Days. Now, didn't come across as the most polished or, or, you know, let's put it this way. You're not hiring Brent Venables to come out and give your team a motivational speech. But when it comes <laughs> to the X's and the O's, I think this guy's about as good as it gets. And, yeah, I know that Ohio State was able to pick him apart, and they realized maybe, you know, they were stealing some signs along the way there. But that was an elite talent there, right, Jameis? You had three wide receivers that went 10, 11, 12 in the draft. I mean, it's not like you were losing out to guys, or 11, 12, 13, excuse me. But the, the point is there was, there was elite talent there. So from that standpoint, uh, I, I think Venables and company will be just fine. Look, Lincoln Riley's offense are going to be great, but the one thing you had to point to at Oklahoma is they never played defense. They yep. had back-to-back -back Heisman Trophy winners and first overall picks. They couldn't stop a nosebleed defensively. I mean, Georgia scored 54 against them. LSU would have scored more than 70, but then they had to kind of go with the mercy rule on them. You know, I, I know they're not part of your uh, A-list, but I, I want to pivot here to Oklahoma real quick. Yeah. We're going to go do defenses to wrap up the hour. Aaron Torres from Fox Sports will join us bottom of the hour. Uh, Oklahoma, I was, you know, doing a little deep dive in the Big 12 earlier this week, and it's a tricky conference. I think Kansas State's got some intrigue with, uh, with Adrian Martinez. I'm a Chris Kleiman guy, but... Oklahoma, they bring in Jeff Levy. If, if, and Jeff Levy, for those who do not know, was at UCF yep. and then went to Ole Miss. Was it the architect? No, not full architect. Obviously, you know, Lane Kiffin's an offensive guy. If Brent Venables is, is kind of hands off and just says, hey, Jeff, you do your thing with the offense. Which and, I believe he will. And Dylan Gabriel comes in as a transfer. And look, I understand Caleb Williams is, is a big time talent, is 
maybe going to be a number one overall pick one of these days. But Dylan Gabriel was handpicked by Jeff Levy to come to UCF. And I think there could be some continuity. And this isn't going to be a situation, Amal, in my opinion at least, where there's a learning curve when it comes to a grad transfer or a guy from the portal being coming a quarterback. I think Dylan Gabriel steps in and is very comfortable with the situation there at Oklahoma run by Jeff Levy. I think Oklahoma, with their win total set at nine, you know, if they get past that road game at Nebraska, you know, you look at that schedule, I don't know where they're losing to two more times. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you, having covered the Red River for a long time, that's a rivalry game where anything can happen. Oh, sure. So I'm not going to discount Texas in that matchup. But And Baylor's defense is they, great, but they got Baylor at home. Exactly right. And then, of course, Bedlam. But you know what? I, I'm not a big Spencer Sanders guy. I know Oklahoma State is not as good as... Lost Jim uh, Knowles, too. Absolutely. Huge, huge blow there. Uh, yeah, you, you're absolutely right about that. So I think this is a very manageable schedule. I, I'll tell you, this is an underrated season win total. I would take over nine and a half with Oklahoma. You mentioned the offense. I love Dylan Gabriel. I know people say, well, he played in the American. He's not as good. Listen, he doesn't have to be great. Eric Gray, to me, is a far better running back than people realize or give him credit for because Tennessee hadn't been good the last couple of years. Had an okay year last year. Remember, he was splitting time in the backfield. You've got Marvin Mims, who's one of the most underrated receivers in college football. Theo Weiss needs to step up. He's going to have an opportunity to do that. I love Drake Stoops in the slot. I think he's a terrific receiver. Great hands, the son of Bob Stoops. And then Venable's coaching defense. I, I'm telling you, Tim, I love this play that you just pointed out. This is one I would take. If you can get Oklahoma at anything that's nine or nine and a half, I would go over on this team. And right now I'm looking at it right here on the app, BetMGM. Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, nine. So you get that, oh, that's wiggle. A great number. You get that that's wiggle room. You get a push if it's nine. I don't see four losses on the schedule. Tim, I love the way you, you angle that because I look at it the exact same way. Sometimes certain numbers you're taking, you might wind up with a push. Fine, so be it. But I, I just don't see it. UTEP's Kent State at Nebraska, they'll be fine. They, you gotta, it's not even the second game of the year. K-State at home at TCU is going to be down. Red River. Boy, this, this is a very manageable schedule for Oklahoma. I think there's only four hiccups potentially. And it's a buy-low opportunity. Yeah. Very rarely on Oklahoma because all the talk has been, well, Lincoln Riley left, Caleb Williams left. Buy-low spot on Boomer Sooner. We're talking to Aaron Torres from Fox Sports next right here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only 19 bucks, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of the month. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets. That includes Adam Burke's breakdown of MLB games, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live stream whenever you want. Cost is only 19 bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. Alongside Amal Shaw, co-host of Odds On weekdays here on vcin. I am Tim Murray, co-host of the Nightcap here on vcin. We're live from Summer League at Thomas and Mac, and we head to the phones and head to Los Angeles to bring in Aaron Torres, host on Fox Sports. Also check out his podcast three times a week, the Aaron Torres podcast. Aaron, we were just uh, diving deep into some of Amal's top offenses uh, this year. And of course, with that conversation, we went to USC, a team that's in their, your backyard there in Los Angeles. You know, what are your expectations of the Trojans this year? Obviously, it's a star-studded skill position squad, but both Amal and I have our questions about how strong they'll be in the trenches. First of all, great to join you both. Great question. Uh, you know, it's funny, like I was at the spring game, the USC spring game, and there's definitely like, look, obviously besides the Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams factor, this was pre Jordan Addison. There was a lot of reason for optimism. Um, I, I thought they, they were much cleaner. They were much crisper, but I think a lot of the, the problems that you guys just discussed, I, I think I have some questions as well. Uh, O-line is a question. I think the entire defense, especially the front is a question. And I'll tell you this guys too, you know, I was talking talking to somebody just this afternoon, you know, you go back and look at Caleb Williams numbers over the first five or so games that he played versus the last three or four, when he played the best teams in the big 12 Baylor and Oklahoma state specifically, there is a pretty substantial drop off. So I'm not sitting here saying USC is going four and eight, like they did last year or whatever they finished. I think they're probably an eight to nine win team. I don't think they're better than Utah. And I don't think that they're just going to steamroll everybody in the league because Lincoln Riley and Caleb 
Caleb Williams are there. Uh, I think it's a fun story. I think they're going to certainly be better and more entertaining. I don't think that they just immediately vault to become the best team in the, in the Pac-12 this season, though. Aaron, I completely agree with you. Before you came on, I said, I thought, you know, everyone's high on Caleb Williams. I said, pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see what he can do over the consistency of an entire season. I haven't seen it from him yet over that stretch, and I tend to agree with you. Some question marks surrounding this team. I like Utah in that league. Uh, is there any other conference that you think is kind of up for grabs? Because to me, it's clear-cut Ohio State, Alabama are going to win their respective leagues. I love Clemson to win the ACC. I think people are down on them. I think it's a mistake. Uh, maybe in the Big 12 or in the Pac-12, do you have somebody besides Utah? Yeah, you know, the Pac-12, I do like Utah. Uh, I would say I think the Big 12 is really interesting. Um, you know, I, I'll say this with the Oklahoma stuff and or with the, with the Big 12 uh, and Oklahoma, it's ironic because we just talked Lincoln Riley. I feel like everyone kind of just thinks there's going to be this huge drop-off. But, you know, you go back and look, um, you know, Dylan Gabriel, when he was under Josh Heupel and Jeff Levy, and Jeff Levy is now his offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, um, he was awesome. And I know there's definitely a step up in, in the Big 12, or you would think there would be. You know, some would say maybe not with those defenses. So I think they're going to be not quite as explosive, but pretty close on offense. And then defensively, I think it's hard not to think that they're going to take a step up with Brent Venables uh, kind of as the head coach. And so, uh, you know, I, I know Baylor was kind of the, the media favorite this week. I understand why. Uh, but I, 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 I'm kind of surprised for the pushback on Oklahoma. And I think it's for all the reasons that, that we all know is that the two headliners, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, are both gone. Spencer Rattler's gone. I don't think there's going to be a huge drop-off on offense. I think the defense will be better. So that league, to me, is certainly the most interesting. And then, obviously, Texas, with all the transfers, with all the hype coming into this season because of the recruiting that they're doing right now for future years, I think Texas is really interesting. I think Oklahoma will probably be better than people think. So I'm actually pretty excited for uh, that top tier of the Big 12 this year. Tim, you better clarify for people that we didn't pay Aaron to say all this, because this is exactly what we just <laughs> That's said. That's why I laughed. Aaron, I wasn't laughing at your answer. You go, I think Oklahoma's a little overrated. We just spent the last five or minutes USC, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Oklahoma's a little underrated. Yeah. I beg your pardon, because we just spent five minutes, uh, Maul and I, Aaron, saying, you know, Oklahoma at nine wins? Like, where are the losses? You know, Dylan Gabriel, well, Jeff Levy. We, we just echoed everything that Aaron just said. So clearly, well, Aaron, a very, very intelligent <laughs> person, in my opinion. Well, I was going to say, we're either all going to look really smart in about three months from now, or the next time I'm, I'm on with you guys, we're all going to say, God, we're so dumb. What were we thinking? USC just went 12-0. and Of course they went 12-0 and in the Pac-12. That league stinks. So, no, you know, I mean, listen, we all just do our homework and, and try to talk to people and, and, and analyze and, and just be as smart as we can. But, listen, I, I will say, you know, and you guys know this, is – College football is a sport. It, it's not only is it so top heavy, but it's so brand heavy that I do think that, um, you know, I think it's easy to get caught up in a story like USC and be like, re like it's, it's an exciting story, but we just don't really see. I mean, I, I don't really, you know, Nick Saban, and I know the SEC is different, but what do you go? Seven and six his first year, seven and five, whatever it was. Um, you know, I, you just go through history. It's just not that easy in this sport. That's just one example. And so I think this is a sport where we tend to get caught up with the names and, 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 and faces that we know. Um, and then it's schools like Baylor, schools like whoever that have a little bit of a better infrastructure that end up having more success once the season starts. Well, unless you're, of course, you're Larry Coker, then you go undefeated. But that's if Butch Davis recruits you two national sure. titles that are sitting on the table. But anyway, you know, I want to go back to the point you made about Lincoln Riley. And I really believe Oklahoma won the uh, coaching change here. Venables mm. coming in to, to Norman, Lincoln going to Los Angeles. It'll be great because they'll score points, but they're not defending. They haven't defended for a long time there. And if you look at Dabo Sweeney's record before Venables got there and after Aaron, I think there's a huge difference. And I think Venables is going to be the difference maker, regardless of whether it's in the uh, Big 12 or in the SEC for Oklahoma. 
Well, I think the bigger thing is that, that last part that you just said, Amal, is about the idea of, you know, they're now building a roster not to beat Texas and Iowa State and Baylor. They, they, they're building a roster, and we know what the expectations are at Oklahoma that fans expect to compete with Alabama and Georgia and, you know, Florida and LSU and fill in the blank. And I'm not saying it happens overnight. I think most fans kind of understand it's going to be a process. But, you know, I, I think, you know, two things can be true, right? Is like Lincoln Riley's going to be awesome at USC, but there are some holes in his resume. You know, how much did he inherit from Bob Stoops? The defense was never very good under him. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to be really awesome at USC, but it also doesn't mean that maybe some of the some of his weaknesses will be exacerbated by Brent Venable or will be, uh, you know, whatever. It, they, they won't be as, as exacerbated by Brent Venables. And then I would also add, too, um, is that I give Brent Venables credit for really kind of being hands-off on the offensive side of the ball, hiring people that he deems to be smart, that everyone in college football deems to be smart, um, and in kind of, like I said, letting letting those guys run that side of the football. So I'll tell you this, just, you know, I think USC, Texas, Miami with Mario Cristobal, schools like that are really intriguing. I think we're kind of underselling how interesting Oklahoma can be, and I know we just spent a bunch of time talking about them, but just where they can be from an interest perspective on the national scale. We're talking once again to Aaron Torres. Uh, check him out on Fox Sports Radio and the podcast Aaron Torres Pod. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Uh, Aaron, I know you keep a very close eye on the SEC, even though you're out there in Los Angeles. You know, when you look at the SEC, and, and, and Amal and I spent a fair share of time on, on Alabama and how, you know, really impressive they look. Uh, you look at the SEC East. Do you think the SEC East is, is a bit op more open than, than some people anticipate with Georgia losing a, a host of talent to the NFL? You know, I, I, it's weird because, again, you go back to the two things can be true. I, I, I sure. don't think that they're quite on the level that, that certainly they're, they're not on the level that they were last year, right? But, like, I don't know that they're certainly even on the Alabama-Ohio State level of this year. But you look at, at their personnel and you look at the schedule and it's hard to find the losses. I do think behind them, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, um, you know, South Carolina sort of interesting. Florida is very interesting. I think all those teams could kind of finish in any particular order. I, I don't think that there's going to be anybody that actually does topple Georgia in the East this year. Part of that is because Georgia, even with the step back, will still be really good. But at the same time, Tennessee, second-year head coach, Florida, first-year head coach, South Carolina, second-year head coach. I would tend to think that Georgia still has success in that division, even if kind of in the bigger picture, maybe they're not quite on the level they were a year ago. You know, to Aaron's point, Tim, I think Georgia at number three is closer to number 10 than any of these teams are close mm. as close to Ohio State Sorry. and Alabama. Uh, Aaron, I know we got about 30 seconds, but I, I think there is such a huge gap this year. I would just bet Ohio State yeah. and Alabama to win the national title, even if they were both to lose their starting quarterbacks. I love Milrow and um, the kid out of Philadelphia. I'm drawing a blank on his name for Ohio State, the backup right now. But McCord, yeah. I, I think both these teams are going to get to the title. Yeah, Kyle McCord, thank you. They're going to get to the national title without any hiccups. Yeah, I know we got to be quick. I'm with you guys. I don't know what the odds are, but I've seen all these crazy prop bets of Alabama, Ohio State. Like, college football is great, but at the end of the day, I I'm with you guys. Yeah. I feel like there's a big gap between those two and even an Oklahoma, Georgia, Notre Dame, fill in the blank, whoever. So I'm with you. Aaron, I hope we got it. It plays out. Thank you. There he is. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code VEASAN200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any major league game and either either team hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with the king of sportsbooks. Eligibility restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older. New customer offer. All promotional offers are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days for in uh, for insurance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi Nevada or New York alongside Amal Shaw I am Tim Murray we are live here at Thomas and Mac the home of the UNLV running Rebels but for the past week plus it has been the home of the NBA Summer League and that is wrapping up over the weekend games going on right now uh, the Orlando Magic are out there minus Palo and uh, I'll be honest I forget who they're playing <laughs> but they're playing the Pistons. The Pistons. The Bayheim brothers are out there. That's right. Uh, my apologies uh, there. Um, so <laughs> it's funny when we had Aaron on and he, and he echoes the same sentiments. Yeah. We're, and we're like, you know, disclaimer, we did not uh, we did not pay him to say those things. Um, Ian McDonald tweeted us and said, uh, and you can always tweet at Amal Shaw one and at one Tim Murray. Oklahoma's total is eight and a half in Illinois. I hold on a second. I, I want to tell the gentleman. I didn't catch his name, but I want to tell him first of all. Thank you for tweeting Ian that McDonald, out. iMac 44. Yeah, I, iMac 44. Here's my thing, though. You should have gone and made the bet before you even tweeted us first. Don't even waste that second. Are you <laughs> kidding me? That's a gift. Eight and a half. For, look, Tim. We we this is. I want to I want to tell people what we said during the break, yeah. which is, and if we could pull the Oklahoma schedule up just real quickly. Oklahoma has a week seven, week three matchup against Nebraska. Nebraska should be improved, you know, but Oklahoma's a better team. It's on the road, it's a rivalry game, so anything could happen. Correct. And we saw it was a tight game in yeah. Lincoln. Um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt if there. If they get by that game, if yes. Oklahoma gets by that game, they are not losing four Big 12 games. They're not. Well, here's the thing. K-State always plays them tough, yep. but when they're in Manhattan, generally speaking, not as well in Norman. They've got that at TCU. TCU's in a down year. I think Dykes' offense will be fine defensively. We'll see what they're able to do. Then the Red River. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a rivalry game. I, I throw that one out the window. Ta- very talented Texas offense. Yes, very absolutely. Texas offense. I think Bijan Robinson is arguably the best offensive player, maybe the best player in college football. Xavier Worthy on the perimeter, of course, and Quinn Ewers. The kid uh, Nayer from Wyoming, who's a deep threat. Absolutely right. They're going to be a very dangerous team. And then you look at Kansas. Iowa State's not going to be as good. You lose a ton of talent there. You lose Purdy. You lose uh, Brees Hall. They lose everybody. Yeah, they lose everybody. Baylor. Kolar. Yeah, uh, the tight end, absolutely gone. You, you got Baylor there. This is a team that I think they'll be good. I don't know if they'll be that great, but even if they were to knock off Oklahoma. And it's in, and it's in Norman. Yeah. And then, uh, you, by the way, Tim, you were correct. I thought Bedlam this year was at Stillwater. It's at home. You were correct on that when I misspoke earlier. So now you've got to come to uh, Norman. 
I don't think so. And then they close out at uh, Lubbock against the Red Raiders. I, I love this team's total over. I, I got to tell you, it only enhances my uh, thought process in OU now that I know this game is not in Stillwater. I, I thought it was on the road there. Boy, I, Tim, I don't see three, let alone four, losses on this schedule. Yeah, eight and a half. I mean, once again, Nebraska, I think, could be tricky uh, on the road, rivalry game. Maybe that's it. I, I, I imagine they've announced a kickoff time. It might be one of those big noon kickoffs. I'll have to double-check that. Texas, very talented offensively. Baylor, great uh, defense, or, or very good. Uh, but well, let's get to Amal's A-list for defenses. And uh, you and I, we could go for, for miles on, on college football. So we were supposed to do two segments, and we've only you know gone on to our fourth year. Uh, let's hit on Baylor here because we mentioned them in the Big 12. You know, what jumps out at you about this Baylor defense? Obviously, uh, the head honcho, Dave Aranda, he's, he's, a, he's a mastermind. And that Baylor defense was suffocating last year, leading them to a Big 12 championship and ultimately uh, a, a Sugar Bowl title. Baylor defense this year, what stands out to you about them? First of all, seven starters back on the defensive side of the ball. Best defense in the Big 12 last year. And you sit there and say, well, what's having a great defense in the Big 12? The reality of it is you're facing elite offenses week in and week out. And these guys were really, really good in terms of what they're able to do. I like this team. You look at what they have there. Uh, Gabe Hall, nose tackle there. Of course, TJ Franklin as well. I think this team's going to be really, really good. Devin Neal in that secondary. This team's going to be one you need to pay attention to. Aranda's done a tremendous job. And if the offense can be just effective. Remember, Blake Shapin's going to be the starting yep. quarterback there. Um, I think they've got a great opportunity to make a push in the Big 12. I still don't believe they get past Oklahoma, but I think they've got an opportunity to be in the Big 12 title game. We haven't even talked about who's going to win the league, mm -hmm. but just more from the season win total looking at Oklahoma. I, I think this team's going to be very dangerous. I like uh, Baylor a lot to be able to make a push defensively. I think they're going to be elite. Dave Aranda, I mean, what he has done there in Baylor, it was supposed to be a rebuild, and he has already won the conference uh, you know, it was an inch inch away from not winning the conference, but yeah, exactly, that inch right. counts, yeah, and uh, Baylor ends up winning it. All right, let's jump to the top, and uh, hey, a household name, Alabama. So their offense is going to be elite, and their defense, as you mentioned, and I'll use uh, to channel my inner Dave Ross, I think pound for pound, they might have the best player in America on their defense in Will Anderson. Yeah, I would agree with you. I got no qualms with that argument. I said Bijan Robinson earlier, but if you say Will Anderson, not much of an argument going there. You know, this Alabama defense, in my opinion, will be the second best Alabama defense since, two, since or including the 2011 season. That's the best defense I've ever seen in 35 years. Uh, I know everyone wants to point to Georgia. They were not as good as Bama was 2011. But this team defensively, when you look at them at the linebacker position, you mentioned Will Anderson. Uh, Dallas Turner coming off the edge. Uh, because they're going to run, uh, I think they're running a 3-4 over there. And then, of course, you've got uh, Henry Toa Toa, the, the Tennessee transfer now Stud. in his second year there. And then in the secondary, remember they get Eli Ricks, yeah. Jordan Battle at safety. He's going to play the star position for the Crimson Tide. This team is elite defensively. I, I tell you right Malachi now. Malachi Moore. Uh, Moore is terrific as well. When you look at this team, I think there's probably, over the course of a season, I, I would say... I would put an over-under. I wish there was a prop bet on here. I don't think four teams get to 20 points on them. <laughs> and then how many are they going to put up? They're going to score a ton plus. of points. I tell you, you know, it's funny. I was looking through Alabama's record by year. Alabama, under Nick Saban, I mean, you you got to go back to his first year. He went 7-6. and six. Aaron pointed, out that, uh, pointed that out. They've had one three-loss season. Ever since that point in time, they've had only um, – a two-loss or a one-loss season the whole way. And it's stunning when it happens. It is stunning when it happens. All right, a couple more of these defenses. Amal's A-list. So we've hit on Alabama and Baylor. Clemson, I think certainly it's fair to say they have questions offensively, especially at the quarterback position with DJ Uyunglele there. But defensively, Brian Barisi kind of leads the charge there up front. Uh, should be a pretty stacked squad there for Clemson on the defensive side. But as we've talked about, no Brent Venables. Yeah, no Venables there, and that's a little bit of a concern. But when I look at this team, you mentioned Brian Brzee. Uh, I love uh, uh, Miles, uh, excuse me, um, I'm drawing uh, Miles Murphy, sorry. Uh, he is terrific in terms of what he can do on the other side there. This front seven is going to be terrific. The only concern I have a little bit is the back four there. Uh, Jalen Phillips is terrific. The senior safety, he's going to be back. But to me, uh, this is going to be an elite defense. And here's the other thing for Clemson, what I like for them, Tim. They play Georgia Tech in the opener. Remember, they beat Georgia Tech uh, a couple of times where they absolutely murdered them. Furman, Louisiana Tech and then at Wake Forest. So you've got three weeks to get ready for Sam Hartman in that Wake Forest offense. And again, the, uh, your offense should be better as the season progresses. But 
I think this is a good defense. I'm sorry, an elite defense that's only going to get better as the season progresses. They're not going to have the pressure on them early because they don't have a tough non-conference game. And one other prediction I want to give you with Clemson, season win totals 10.5. I think they get over that. I think they make the college football playoff and win the ACC. I believe Cade Klubnik will be yeah. the starter halfway through the season replacing DJ Uyunglele. I don't know if they're going to have a full open competition during uh, you know, fall camp, but if they do, I don't think DJ is going to be eventually the starter here. You think this is kind of shades of a couple years ago when Kelly Bryant started yes. the year and by game four when they had to make a decision, you know, do you put in Trevor Lawrence or do you let Kelly Bryant you know, ultimately transfer, which he did to Missouri? Do you think this is similar to that? Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, when you look at it, I think the reason why, and this is why I always gave Urban Meyer credit, and I, and I mean, you, you could say, say whatever you want about him, but he told Joe Burrow, look, we're going to go with Haskins because Burrow was coming off of a broken wrist. I don't think Dabo's been as transparent. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, Klubnik's going to be the guy who's the best recruit out of high school football at the quarterback position. DJ Uyunglele, go back to that game against Iowa State. Their defense was dominant, dominant uh, Clemson's was. But they couldn't move the ball. Yeah. He, can't, he can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. It, it, to be honest, it's so stunning, and I know they had more talent, but you think back to the games he filled in for Trevor Lawrence against Boston College and in the road game at Notre Dame. He put up monster numbers, and then he's the guy last year, and he was completely erratic and all over the place. Yeah, I, I think the Notre Dame game, you know, they had two weeks to prepare, I believe, for that game, and he played well, not taking anything away from him. But I think as he had to be the man, mm. I, I just don't think he was as good as the hype was. Well, there you go. Some of uh, Amal's A defenses. I, I, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say we're going to revisit college football at some point <laughs> here in the final hour of the program. As you can see, we've got a pretty big crowd filling in here at Thomas and Max Summer League action the final two days. We're down here on Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.